Welcome to another episode at Tea Time at PhysioX. Today we have Karen Griffin, functional health coach, Pilates instructor, and one of the first PhysioX clients actually. <laughs> I remember you, you were there when we were just strictly online. You were mm -hmm. there when we just had this small little office in noon, and then you were still around when we have our Needham office. So mm -hmm. very happy to, to have you here today. And what's the really cool thing is I remember when you were first talking about the functional health space mm -hmm. and I know you were getting into it and it was around the same time I was posting on Instagram and, and TikTok and and you're kind of, you know, I kind of like kind of want to do that, but for functional health. Mm -hmm. Now, for those who don't know, like what is functional health coach? Functional health coach. So it's really kind of looking at the root cause of people's health and really trying to help people kind of get their energy back, lose weight. I run functional medicine labs um, to kind of dig into people's gut health, hormone health. And then from there, that kind of informs the way that we go to try to get them feeling their best. Mm. So you mentioned gut health. Mm -hmm. Now, that was, uh, when you say that, it just makes me like, just think back about my childhood because my parents are just freaks about gut health. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, I'm, this is a weird one. I remember <laughs> my mom would make me sit on a toilet mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't know how to go. Just like, sit on it anyways. And I do that. And then eventually I end up going, mm -hmm. you know? And I f feel like I need to give her credit for, for that technique. Because mm -hmm. I've just been super regular and she pretty much say hey the reason why you're healthy is because of your your gut and the reason why your gut is good is because of me there <laughs> you go go mom thanks to our moms yeah. yeah so let's talk about gut health so that's a that's a big topic now big, big topic it's getting more popular yeah yeah as it should mm -hmm. but how do you get into to that was the gut health the, the way you got into functional health but how do you get in so to the space yes uh gut health for me was such a big deal i can remember being back a kid being a kid and not having the best gut health not knowing why um and you know you know my mom dragged me to a whole bunch of doctors and all they really said was that i had ibs mm. um you could take the And how old were you? A teenager, like in high school. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, long story short, I turned out I had a reaction to gluten. Mm. Um, and, you know, when I took gluten out, but that took me until I was in my 30s to figure that out. Oh, wow. So it's a long journey. <laughs> it's of, a long so journey. So what, what did you do before you figured that out? Like, what was the plan? I mean, I would have... Like, I would just have kind of episodes where just, I always said I had a stomach ache. Um, I always had loose stools, stomach ache. I would sometimes say I felt like there was a little man inside my belly pushing out. Mm. Um, you know, and sometimes it would, I would feel okay. Like, I was still a runner, and I worked out and did all these healthy things, but then I'd have these episodes where I just couldn't because my stomach hurt so much. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, all the answers and everybody I went to and I tried a lot always told me that I had um, IBS and you know, there wasn't a lot I could do about it. Mm. Diet didn't affect it. Diet didn't affect it, so it was just- I mean, that's was, what they said back then. Yeah, so was there like a pill or it was just kind of like, this is what you got and deal with it? Yeah, this is what you it. have. I mean, they, I think they had told me that I could take some muscle relaxers, which I never did. Mm. Um, and that, that was it. 
Yeah, and that went on for... That went on for years. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was, I was okay, but it was like I'd have these episodes where I would look like I was six months pregnant mm -hmm. because my gut was just so distended. Yeah, and at some point you decided, you know, I'm going to take this in my own hands. Into my, exactly. Yeah. And I started to do my own research and figure things out. Um, and then I realized that um, when I didn't eat gluten, I felt a lot better. How did you find that out? Um, just experimenting, you know, with different, like, different diets and stuff. Yeah, so you've gone through a couple of different type of diets. Do you, did you come across that, like, accidentally, or did you, like, let's remove gluten and just see what happened? Um, I mean, back when I did that, I don't even think, like, gluten was a common term. But right. I took out um, kind of, like, the white carbs, mm -hmm. right? Which um, carbs are great for you, but back there was, you know, all those different trends. And then I realized, wait a minute, I feel so much better. And then mm. dug down into it and realized that it was like the wheat that was bothering me. Mm. And how far do you, did you dive? Um, pr pretty far. It, I mean, it took me a while because there were some ups and downs and I didn't quite realize that I just needed to completely stay away from it. Um, you know, and there's a lot of back and forth in people, um, understanding like the gluten sensitivity and all of that because I don't have celiac disease. Mm -hmm. um, so then um, a lot of people, it's now become more widely um, agreed upon, but then um, we're talking like 15 years ago, um, it wasn't as common. Mm -hmm. So people wouldn't quite understand that. Right. So what, where was the shift when you say, you know what, I actually want to become a functional health coach to help other people. So, um, so that was, I started to understand that, but I still hadn't really healed my gut. So I kind of removed mm. some of that and I started to feel a lot better. Um, after I had my daughter, I had, um, I had a lot of immune issues. I was sick, con sick constantly. I was mm. really tired. Um, beyond what like the new mom tired. Um, wow. I had some autoimmune symptoms. I ended up in the hospital with pericarditis. Oh, wow. And it, to you, it kind of seems it came out of nowhere. Yes. And okay. this is like somebody, anybody looking at me would have said I was healthy. I ate really well. I exercised. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a lot of inflammation and then my gut wasn't fully healed. Mm. And so I had leaky gut syndrome and all of that caused all of those issues. So kind of after that, um, I went down the whole functional medicine route. Mm -hmm learned a ton about it for myself and then I was like oh my god I don't want other people to have to go through what I did and have it take that long to mm. get better yeah so do you have some guidance like was do you were you seeing like a functional so I went health? to a functional yeah I went to a functional doctor okay yeah when was that and like tell me about that experience because I have never been and I don't know anyone um, been. just very eye-opening and it's a different um Kind of like they look at things differently they look at the root cause of what is going on in your body versus things being a band-aid approach um i had always you know i had got i remember going to a regular doctor and saying, i know this is connected like mm. i keep getting sick i'm having this strange rash and they were like no no no, that has nothing to do with it and oh god no your diet has absolutely nothing to do with it right. and i was like okay this is not true and i know it's connected so i when somebody recommended I go see a functional doctor, it was so eye-opening right. and I couldn't get enough of it. 
right? Because they're actually looking at you and say, you know what? I'm hearing what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can just connect some and of these connect dots. all the dots. Wow. And it was amazing. And then I had started thinking back to when I was younger and just some of these things. And then um, how much better and how much more energy I started to have. It mm -hmm. completely eye-opening. Yeah. What was, what was the recommendation when you see the functional uh, doctor? Like, what, what did it tell you? Um, we ran a whole bunch of tests. And we just really had to go through the whole gut healing process. Mm -hmm. And what, what does that look like? Because I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm so, so curious, <laughs> and I just don't even know enough to even comprehend so <laughs> what's going whole, on. Um, so the whole gut healing process, it kind of it's um, the four R's. You've got to remove, mm. um, replace, re-inoculate, and kind of repair. Okay. It takes several months. But in the scheme of things, it's not that long. Yeah, for how long you might be get, alive. Right, to <laughs> get yourself back. And that's something I'm always trying to explain to my clients. Like this is just a small percentage um, to kind of get your energy back and feel so much better. Mm. And so, when do you start to feel a difference? Pretty quickly, like probably after a month, like you slowly start to feel better. Yeah, well, it's like kind of the first thing you notice that was drastically, oh, this is, this is different. Um, so much less bloating when I ate. I mean, mm. I could eat a meal and not, not be bloated, not have like gas and all these crazy issues. Mm. Like so digestive system. Yeah, just just feeling good after mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. Now, did it affect other areas like like sleep or like your physical sleep better? Fitness? Um, physical fitness. Um, you could just see the inflammation go down. Mm. Um, you could see more like muscle kind of, the inflammation went down. Um, I think my skin got clearer. Mm. I didn't have bad skin, but it just, it looked a little bit better. Right, right. I, I can kind of relate to that from my own experience with acne. Mm -hmm. And it, it was bad to a point, you know, we were seeing doctors, dermatologists, mm -hmm. and it's always the same thing. Try this face wash. I'm like, yeah, you don't think I tried a face wash <laughs> before? And and what I came to the conclusion is that it was all that sugar I was eating. And once I was able to keep that down, everything just just got better. And I'm thinking, like functional medicine, it, it can kind of connect those dots it, as well, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, a couple clients that had a lot of acne, and we kind of went through the whole process taking sugar out and then they were also on some drugs um, like Accutane things like that Those that are, can really wreak yeah. havoc on your gut so temporarily might help but then they cause long-term gut issues and then when your gut is upset and out of balance mm. um, then it causes some skin issues so like right. your gut there's all these microorganisms in your gut and most of them are working for you yeah but when it's like a garden, when the weeds start to grow, then you have less of the good and they start to take over. Mm. And then that is when you start to have some unpleasant symptoms. Right. And it's just so interesting because the symptoms that you present, it's hard to even draw that connection if you're not aware of how everything is all connected. Mm -hmm. Similar to how we look at the body, right? You have a a back issue, we're looking at your feet, <laughs> you right. know? We have a shoulder issue, we're looking at your hip, 
you know, because we can draw those connections. So it's very interesting to, to hear the parallel between functional medicine. Well, and I think that's why I was so drawn to your style of PT, because it's looking at the whole body, it's looking at the connection, there could be a problem on the right side that's causing the pain on the left side, and it, it's all interconnected, and that's kind of how I look at like people's bodies and symptoms, and the, the acne, the eczema, they can all come from like an imbalanced gut health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the trend I'm seeing is that more and more people are starting to go into more holistic style mm -hmm. of, of healthcare. Mm -hmm. I think people are just kind of tired of traditional healthcare where they just looking at your symptoms and they're trying to manage your symptoms, but not really trying to go and understand this problem any deeper right. to make sure that, hey, look, maybe we don't have to put you on these pills for the rest of your life. Maybe we can make these changes over here mm -hmm. that would just make everything come back to balance. And what I figured out from my field is that if we give the body what it needs, it tends to fix itself. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you're just doing it through the gut and we're doing it through movement. Mm -hmm. But it's really, when it comes down to it, it's all kind of the same thing. It, it's, it's all connected. Yeah. All connected. And, you know, like the, even movement is so important to working on your gut, working on your overall health. It all comes together. You just have to give the body what it needs. And, you know, oftentimes in the beginning, like I'll have people take certain, certain supplements. Um, but it's really not meant to do that for a long period of time. It's until your body can rebalance and start absorbing those nutrients and creating them on their own. Mm, I love it. I, I, I parallel that to like, like foot arch, like support. Mm -hmm. It's good until we can get your foot to do what it's designed to do. It's right. like the supplements are good to feed your body what it needs until it has the capacity to produce what it needs. Mm -hmm. Right? Did I get that? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So what I want to know also is like, where does this whole gut issue come from? Like what is the origin? Like we don't just born with bad gut. I mean, some people do, right? Right. But a lot of normal people of normal genetics, they develop these gut issues. What, so, what have you found? Um, kind of, some of it is our modern day life, the processed foods, like you mentioned, the sugar we're eating, um, antibiotics. Mm, that's big. That's big. Uh, chronic stress. Chronic stress. That is a huge one. And yeah. the stress gut connection is a big circular reference. Mm. So the chronic stress, it's called like the gut brain connection gut brain access mm. um, and we're finding more and more like how big that connection is mm. so if you are um, chronically stressed you're not going into that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system state and when you're not in that state when you're not eating your body isn't producing the digestive enzymes it needs and kind of think stomach acid that it needs and then when that's not producing that, some of the good microorganisms in our gut start to die off. Mm. So like simple things people can do, you need to like focus on your meals. Like so many of us eat on the fly. Like I used to be guilty of that, um, especially lunch. And you just, if you can take some time, like really smell your food, chew your food, pause and eat and can get into that parasympathetic nervous system state, mm. you're much better off. So what you're saying is 
the mood that you're in when you're eating food matters on how you well you digest it. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating and you're like scrolling your phone and you're just like high stress, I need to get this meal down in like 10 minutes and then I gotta go do what I need yeah. to do. That's very different in the way the body processes the food than if you were just kind of, and just kind of mm -hmm. slowly eat your food. Is you're that what not, you're saying? Yes, you're, you're not getting that signal, so your body's not going into that relaxed state where it can properly digest the food. Mm -hmm. And then when that, and you know, it's all going to happen to us sometimes, but when people are chronically getting into that and right. other reasons for chronic stress, then you're not sending the right message. Mm. So then when you are stressed, that can cause your microbiome to get out of balance. Mm. But then let's say somebody takes a lot of antibiotics or even just some antibiotics and your microbiome gets out of balance, then that can cause people to have like stress or anxious symptoms because the access goes both ways. Right, right. So you have bad gut health that can make you more stressed stress. and having more stress creates more havoc yep. on your gut health and then it just it's that's like the that's the cycle the egg. Egg like cycle. who came first in sometimes right. some people i think it might be the gut health in some people i think it might be the chronic stress right right and it depends on how far down that road you go yeah and in my opinion i feel like there are multiple ways to enter the equation right mm -hmm. you can handle it from the stress standpoint you can handle it from the uh, the gut standpoint yeah it, and you just need something to go in there to break that cycle you gotta break way. that cycle and you you really need to work on both mm -hmm. you need to why we're kind of repairing your gut so we've got to remove some of those like the toxins remove some of the stress but you also have to remove some of the food um, we usually have to start processed food sugar Gluten, dairy has to come out for a little bit while because those are all the things that cause inflammation. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't necessarily have a problem with um, gluten or dairy, they do tend to cause inflammation. Mm. So we kind of remove those things while we're working on the stress. Mm -hmm. And then we go into kind of replacing some of the nutrients, some of the digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can really relate to the stress part with the stomach. Mm -hmm. now. Like I said, my, my stomach's pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I just remember the only time where I have stomach issues are in times of stress. And this is going back to like high school. Mm -hmm. I think I was just a lot more stressed in high school. I just didn't think I know how to manage my emotions. You know, who, who does in, in that age, right? <laughs> but like before I needed to do like a class presentation or even just have to read out loud in class, I just, and the anticipation of it would just make me and I can, I can just hear my stomach mm -hmm. just growling. And that's when I get into bad bowel, bad bowels and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, things are good. So that's, when you said that, it just makes so much sense. Well, stress tummy, people saying like, I have oh, is that a Oh, is that like a, it's like a term, stress well, yeah, tummy? Yeah, people okay. you hear that, uh, people have a nervous tummy, um, you hear but like gut instinct, like yeah. all of these things, these terms that have been around forever, but I feel like just in the last several years, people are really putting it together and the research is really showing like 80 per, 70 to 80%, there's a little dispute there, um, of your um, immune system is in your gut. And that gut-brain connection through the kind of the vagus nerve is real and then that is why you feel so much of that in your gut. Yeah, let's talk about the vagus nerve a little bit since you brought it up. What is the vagus nerve? It's, it's a nerve that kind of runs up and down and connects like 
so many of your different systems, but connects your gut to your brain. Mm. So it really is the connection, connection from the of brain the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, so it can send the message, like when you're eating, that you're in rest and digest, or right. that you're in fight or flight. Right. Love it. Now, I want to shift gear back to the stress part for a second. Yeah. Now, when you fixed your, your gut health, mm -hmm. did you find a change in your stress level or how you manage stress? Or even talk about, did you find that you were really stressed yeah. <laughs> before you got all this taken care of? Yeah, walk me through that journey. So I, I mean, I definitely would have considered myself like a type A person. Um, I was in a completely different field before mm -hmm. I did this. Um, I worked in corporate retail. Right. Um, and I think I was constantly stressed, running on that stress. And I then just kind of crashed. What do you mean by crash? So um, that I, my core, I was running like all the cortisol was up really high, but my body right. couldn't keep running at that level. So I basically had adrenal fatigue where mm. my adrenals couldn't keep that cortisol running because your body's really smart and it can figure out and it will steal from different hormones and other mm. places to keep that going. Mm. And then you get into that point where you kind of crash and you can't keep running on that. Like tired, have you heard like tired and wired um, where somebody might be really tired but they can't sleep and there's uh. all these different phases of where you could be in like that cortisol flowing. Right, right. So the nervous system goes, hey, we still gotta survive. We still gotta, mm -hmm. Karen, we still gotta go do, you know, close these sales or whatever it is that you mm -hmm. gotta do in the job. So instead of using the normal mechanism of keeping that cortisol or whatever, it just found something else. It, it will steal from other hormones. Right, and that's when you would feel that tired but wired, wired. type feeling. And then there's like different phases of like kind of cortisol um, dysregulation. And then you kind of get to that phase where you're really tired, like people talk about chronic fatigue or being just exhausted because they kind of can't keep that going and your adrenals um, are right, right. run down. So you see that a lot in, in people, huh? Mm -hmm. and yeah, so you can kind of have, we have like some functional tests that you can run to kind of see people's cortisol levels. Um, but even just talking to people, you can usually figure out kind of where in that they are. Yeah, you reminded me of a lot of people that, that we meet over here. Oh, I gotta bring my kids here, I come back, and then I gotta cook, and then I gotta do this, and I gotta do that. Oh, and then, and then we got people visiting, and then mm -hmm. it's just all of this, and we're trying to take care of this back issue at the same right. time, right? Uh, so interesting. So I definitely um, realized after the fact, like how chronically stressed I had been running for several years. Mm. And the signs were, like you mentioned, just tired but why what other signs were you kind of experiencing in that stage like definitely like racing heart sometimes just that go 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 feeling right. um maybe like that anxious feeling right right and when you corrected your gut like you you, you make drastic improvements with mm -hmm. would it what happened after that as far as the stress uh, and you know the mental the, side the stress went down that anxiety anxious feeling just kind of went down, you're much better able to handle um, 
like different stressful situations without not to say stress a little bit of stress is still good for you yeah, yeah. but without getting that overly anxious feeling right without over kind of mm -hmm. reacting to the situation where you can kind of take yourself back and evaluate and kind of assess yeah and you, yeah. i mean you have to work on your gut health but you do also have to work on stress management at the same time right because if you're working your gut health but your stress is way over here you're going to create that cycle again it, it won't work so it's we usually work on that kind of both at the same time yeah i love because i think the theme of having like a calm nervous system mm -hmm. is like the starting point for any kind of healing whether it's a physical injury whether it's you know the gut or or, or stress it, it just really need to start with with that piece right there okay very good so now you're a, now you're a functional health coach mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. all right and tell me about the experience of helping other people now like what was it like to kind of get someone who came to you and like their life is this whole ball of chaos and then you help them fix your gut like like what was that like um i mean that it's like amazing to watch somebody uh not have a lot of energy and be like a ball of stress but not have a lot of energy and then start to realize how when they kind of work on their diet work on their movement work on their stress and all of a sudden they have more energy and like everything almost gets a little bit easier mm -hmm. um, and then they you, you want to keep going right now you mentioned movement are you also giving them some kind of movement type of recommendation at the same time yeah a bit of a bit of movement um you know i might send them out to like other people to do training or things like that, but just making sure people are moving. I mean, mm -hmm. I think you and I movement is a part of our life, mm -hmm. but so many people aren't even going outside right, in right. the day. Like people are working from home, they're getting up, they're yeah. sitting at their computer and they're not going for a walk. Well, I feel like for the gut, you should kind of shake some things up in there, right? You don't want to keep things kind of right. stagnant. Right, so you've got, to, you've got to keep moving, not to mention it helps your mental health, your like, well-being your immune system mm -hmm. so yeah. can you tell the audience just one of like this a success story that you had with a client just kind of talk about like where you guys started like what you guys do and what was kind of the end result of all that um so I had a client who had uh got some gut issues but then also acne as eczema um and some anxiety um, and so really worked on her diet, um, took some things out of her diet, cleaned it up, got a lot more vegetables added in there. I like to really focus on like what we can add in, um, but got her eating less processed food, got her making a bit more of her own food or coming up with other alternatives for food, um, went through a whole kind of some gut protocols which we can like talk about too how we can like fix it but um and then got her moving getting steps in each day mm -hmm. and just slowly seeing her start to have more energy and then being more excited about like eating food more having more like zest for life mm. um and then slowly that took a little bit a little while but having her skin clear up mm. so that's a big and then that's just changing like whole outlook on life right that must have been like a crazy one though mm -hmm. just kind of see physically like a 
and appearance change because mm -hmm. you can feel good on the inside but but when you can see it mm -hmm. that that is a very powerful kind of like all right this is the work i put in and this is like the result staring right back at right. me and she had been on um a fair amount of antibiotics as a kid like constant antibiotics and then also accutane mm -hmm. and so her her gut was just not in a good place um cortisol levels were off but we really needed to kind of get down to kind mm -hmm. of fixing the gut fixing the way that she ate. And then it, it's seeing, I guess my favorite thing is seeing when people, you know, sometimes it is hard for people to kind of change the way they eat, mm -hmm. but after they do it for a bit and then you start to feel so much better and then they get excited about it. And I think it's, your taste buds change after I think it's like two to three days. And what? Do taste buds change after two, you, three you days? You can get like, yeah. You like, can turn, what, what do you your mean? taste buds can turn over. So if you can, um, take out some of the processed foods uh -huh. and sugar for two weeks and then you go back and you eat a strawberry and you're like, oh my God, this is so sweet. Oh. And just seeing people like actually really enjoy like good food. Right. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So mm -hmm. that's, that's huge. It, it is, it is huge. And I, I mean, I can understand it. I was there. I did not always have the best diet. I loved to drink my like Starbucks mochas with extra whipped cream. Like, mm -hmm. so I understand. But when you can take some of that out and you go back and then all of a sudden food tastes so much better. Mm. Yeah, I can attest to that with the sweets. Like mm -hmm. I, I got rid of it. I think I was, there was a point where like I, I can't not have it when it's in the room. Mm -hmm. I just got to. I do it. and because you know naturally I'm not a, a bigger person so I'll eat I'll work out and I don't really gain so it's like what's stopping me you know I don't really see the consequences mm -hmm. until I realized when I took it out all right well there's definitely a difference in how I feel and how, how things are shaping around my skin but then when I went back after a while it, it's more like well this is nice but I don't have to have the whole thing, <laughs> you and, know? And that is like the goal where we um, want to end up. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something, um, a friend of mine calls it like a sugar vacation. Oh, you might take like it that. out. Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. Um, you take it out for a little while, mm -hmm. but the goal is that you can then go out and enjoy something that you love but you're getting rid of those crazy cravings where you have to have more of it. You have to have it every day. Mm. I mean, it's, sugar is very addictive. All the processed foods are very addictive. Everything that they're putting in some of those packaged foods, addictive chemicals, even some of the things that like we ate when we were a kid, they've changed the ingredients in them and they've made them more addictive. Really? Yeah. What? Uh, I mean, things like, uh, not that they were ever good for us, but like, Goldfish, Cheez-Its. Oh, yeah, they were always kind of addictive. They were always but kind you're of saying addictive, they're worse now. and they've, yeah, they've reformulated some of those things um, with things that just really are not great for you, mm. but that are addictive. Like, there's people that work mm. at some of these food companies that, like, chemical scientists that are trying to find that most addictive <sighs> formula to draw you in. So it, it, it is sometimes difficult to break up with those things. Yeah, it's just... It's the business strategy for mm -hmm. them, huh? Let's make this as addictive as possible without making it illegal. <laughs> and and people will buy. That's why so many people are having 
um, issues yeah. with like their gut health, digestive health, skin issues, and all of these things. And I feel like we're seeing that so much more. Yeah. So and what, I see that I see that so much more in like the um, twenty somethings. The twenty somethings. Mm -hmm. Why is that? I think maybe the they grew up with a lot of more of those processed foods, a lot more like chemicals just in the environment, all of that, so they were exposed to more. Mm. Yeah, I remember I used to have a bowl of whole milk cereal before I sleep every single day. Well, my parents didn't know better. They thought milk was really good, mm -hmm. probably just more propaganda than anything else. And then I will just have it with like cocoa puffs, <laughs> like really, really bad stuff. And every single day, that's what I had before I went to sleep. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy now I think about it because it's such a huge move. All, all the stuff that, like so much of the stuff that we did yeah. when we were younger. All right, so let's say someone wants to change their diet. Mm -hmm. They want to get rid of processed food. They want to change all of that. Mm -hmm. But they're so busy because one of, it is, one of the things is convenience, right? Like mm -hmm. right. you just don't have time to cook yourself you know, whatever. So what do you recommend for, for those people who's very busy and, and they need to um, make these know, you've changes? You've got to make, first of all, you've got to sometimes make that a priority. You have to make you a priority. Um, and when you start making you a priority, some of that like busy hecticness, like you can find more time for things. Mm -hmm. um, yes, people definitely busy, but um, you know, a little bit of food prep. I am not like a huge food prep person, but like a little bit of prep when you have time can make like your lunches easier. And there are also now more um, like convenient foods that are more healthy. Oh yeah. Right, like you can go to Whole Foods, you can get an organic ch uh, roast chicken. Right. Things like that that can make things a bit easier without stopping at some other fast food places that are, you know, Right. Just, not going to be as healthy. Just being a little bit more uh, present, I, I say, about where your time is going. Mm -hmm. I feel like most people just kind of spend a day and not really know where all that well, time and went. I, like I will walk through people. Are, I don't have busy. I don't. I don't know if I have time to food prep. And we will go through like their day and like you know, did you spend time scrolling on Instagram? And you know, guilty as charged, but like we can find it doesn't always take like a long time to do a little bit of prep. Um, if you have like, like it might, sometimes it's people on a Sunday, but sometimes people have a, like a little extra time. Can you make it yourself a soup for the week? Like, can you do this where you can have your lunches? Um, can you get up 15 minutes earlier so you can go for like a quick walk, get yourself outside? Um, just little changes and finding that little bit where you make yourself a priority. And then when people start to do that and have their energy back, then some of that, it gets easier. Yeah, the momentum starts to roll. To, to and roll. It just almost become like a habit at some point. Yeah, and you've got to make I, everything a yeah. habit, you know, two to three weeks of doing something and then it starts to become a habit. So we work on like little changes. Right. So uh, I assume the first two to three weeks is crucial when you're working with a new client, especially. Yeah, it's a like, lot. We got to nail these two, three weeks because that's going to set you up for who knows how, however long we're going to keep this up. And we layer things in. Like we start with simple things that you're going to do. And some of the simplest changes can really make you start feeling better. Mm -hmm. I love starting with simple. Mm -hmm. Same thing with what we do here when someone walks in with all these issues. It's like, we're just going to work on this breathing thing. Mm -hmm. It's going to sound stupid. Give it a try. And 
nine times out of ten, they do it for a week to come back. Just like, um, yeah, a lot of the things just feeling better already. And then we kind of layer some more things on top of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can kind of yeah. test with some start, of that. Yeah, start like I always try to start making sure people are hydrating enough. Oh yeah. Um, How much should people hydrate? Because I've been hearing different things. A good ballpark is half um, your body weight in ounces. Okay. Is a very good starting point. Now, if you're very active, you're going to do a little bit more than that. Right. Um, but that's a good starting point. I like that one because I just hear like a gallon. And sometimes I'm like, that's a lot. Depending yeah. on the person. or. And- Right. If, how much you move in that day. If you're not doing anything, you might not need. <laughs> yeah, like, well, unless, unless not even talk, get into like the electrolytes that you need. You can't mm-hmm. just have all water, right? You got to have some, some right. electrolyte to balance that out. And then, and, but I do like to do like natural electrolytes. So I always try to get people to start with um, the morning, start with a little bit of like lemon, maybe a little pinch of like a real sea salt and drink that before you do anything else, before you have coffee, anything like that. This is bringing me back because I used to do like first thing in the morning, lemon, chug it. Mm-hmm. I, there was a time when I was doing apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. And uh, apple cider vinegar has a lot of good benefits. Yeah, apple cider vinegar with some honey and just warm water and I take it down. Mm-hmm. So in some ways that was like correcting my gut, no, <laughs> not I, knowing. So apple cider vinegar is um, kind of like a bitter, which mm-hmm. is really good to start to get those digestive enzymes going because a lot of people are lacking digestive enzymes. Wait, anything bitter would work? Um, yeah, so bitters, like, so I really um, advocate, and now we're kind of like going like this, yeah. but I really advocate, um, you know, once we try to like work on the diet, adding bitter things in. So and apple cider vinegar is one are. of them. It's an easy one for people, but things like having an arugula salad before a meal and things like that really helps to get your digestive enzymes going. I always knew there was a thing about bitter stuff that's healthy mm-hmm. for you. I don't know why. I think it's because whenever we get sick as a kid, my mom would always make a potion mm-hmm. and it's always bitter. It's like tastes gross. Mm-hmm. But over the course of my life, I just started to like not care about the taste. Mm-hmm. But I always feel good when I taste eat something bitter you know it's, it's it's like it's it's like a strange thing it's like ooh, i kind of feel like i'm doing something good when i'm eating this arugula mm-hmm. or you yes. know whatever like when i taste a smoothie i'm like when it just got that little bit of bitterness with just a tiny bit of sweetness to it i'm like this is a better one than the other one i had which was just very sugary mm-hmm. oh i didn't know that i didn't know the yeah, whole so bitter bitter taste so is the so bitter taste you. and bitter taste is um kind of something that like a lot of the has kind of gone by the wayside that were, yeah. wasn't incorporated into like a lot of people's diets, but it is really good to get your digestive enzymes going. And digestive enzymes, it basically the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Mm-hmm. So if people are having trouble digesting things, they're sometimes low in those enzymes and having bitter foods helps do that. Then there, there's also some like little herbal tinctures that you can have. You can also replace some digestive enzymes. And sometimes, depending how far people are, you might need to do that for a bit. But having bitters is good for you. It also helps to regulate your blood sugar. Bitters. Bitters. Got it. Go for the bitters. Go for bitters. Um, this is a selfish question. This is just more for me. Mm-hmm. Probiotics. Yes. What about them? Does, does it work? Like. So, okay. So probiotics. Um, 
can be helpful. But uh -oh. if you, um, you've got to really look into your gut health. Like, so some people, if you have an overgrowth of bacteria or candida, then, and you take a probiotic, um, it could just kind of like help to bubble that up a little bit. What, what do you mean? Um, like make it worse? Or, or make you feel a bit bloated if you haven't uh, kind of got rid of some of the um, bad microbes in there. So there needs to be some kind of balance. So there needs to be some sort of balance. Okay. So just necessarily taking a probiotic isn't going to kind of fix everything. They're very helpful okay. in a lot of occasions. You want to also look at the different strains that you have and uh, just really understand how you feel when you take that probiotic. So there's a lot more to probiotics. There's a lot more to probiotics. It's not um, like you take it. It's like it's not like something like everyone should just take. It's not like a multivitamin type of deal. Right, and it's, they, it's individualized. And they, it's very individualized. It's individualized kind of on the strains that you have. So you want to know what's going on with your gut, um, and you know something that kind of once you stop taking it, then sometimes things can come back. So you want to make sure that you have everything in balance first, and then having like a lot of fermented food and things um, like that is a good probiotic for your gut. Um, but it's one of those things that if people start eating a lot of sauerkraut or kimchi, sometimes then they can feel more bloated. And that's usually a sign that they have a little bit of yeast overgrowth or something going on with their gut. Another like light bulb moment. So you're saying if you eat a lot of kimchi or sauerkraut and you feel awful, it's almost going against it's, against you. Yeah, you could be. Ha you could have. It's typically a sign that you have a little candida overgrowth mm. or something like that. Where it is so, those fermented foods are so good for you. Um, so if your gut is in balance, then everybody should be eating a bit of that every day. Okay. With your meals. Right. So you're balanced. Sauerkraut, mm -hmm. kimchi, great. But if you're not in balance, mm -hmm. those things can kind of just show you there's some more underlying issues going on that should be addressed. Right. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I love so that I because these are all foods that like <laughs> we not that often, but often enough <laughs> that I'm like, okay, I should pay attention to how I feel afterwards. Right. And I mean, we should be eating a little bit of fermented foods if we have a balanced gut like every day, because that just helps to keep the balance and keep the probiotics in there because yeah. you want prebiotics, probiotics. Okay, now now we might we're gonna run out of time when we talk about prebiotics and probiotics. I didn't even know about the the other one. I heard about it, but um, yeah, what I don't think we're gonna. Do you want to get into it real quick? Prebiotics is really just eating like an assortment of different foods, all sorts of colors, all of polyphenols, antioxidants help feed your gut, and the more diversified your diet is, the more diversified your gut microbiome will be. Well, when I was thinking prebiotics, I'm t thinking about like another supplement, because mm -hmm. I know they sell that, but no. I mean, there have these things, supplements, and sometimes they can be useful, but mm. ideally you really want to do that with food. Yeah, nothing really beats. Food is always my first choice. There are certain things that we definitely have to do with supplements, and I do in some gut healing use supplements to help things. But mm -hmm. you really want to do that with food mm -hmm. as much as you can. Love it. Eat some real food. Eat some now, real food. 
when someone goes see a functional health coach such as yourself mm -hmm. now do they do some kind of like a how do they call it like a like a profile let's see what the cortisol is like so i'll run um kind of functional medicine at home lab tests an oh, organic okay. acid test is really great it shows where your gut is, if you have good bacteria, bad bacteria, not enough good bacteria. Right. How's um, that work? Do you like it's test. Uh... That one is actually super easy. And it's a urine test. So I try to start oh. everybody with that. Oh, so everyone who comes through and becomes a client, they will get a urine test. So yeah. we can see like, all right, objectively what's yes. happening right and now. And then you know where to focus on because mm. everybody is different. Right, you, so you're not guessing. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you see these, you're like, all right, I think we should, and there's probably a whole many different ways to come in. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think this is kind of the, the way we should kind of tackle this. And then like, how often do you take that test again to, to see the progress? Um, probably like in six months, mm. you would do, do something like that and see. Right, because it just takes a while for, for those while things to really change. for all of that to change. Mm. Okay, yeah. I love it. And in between those times, you're seeing people's just other facets other of their life Other things change. are right. changing. And you know, you're working on changing their diet, mm -hmm. getting more nutrients in them. All right, there you have it. I love, love this talk. Um, gut health is, I feel like it's such a very important topic and it had always been, but I don't think it really got the kind of limelight that I deserve. So I'm glad you're out there sharing the story and mm -hmm. helping other people kind of find a much shorter path to correcting a lot of these ailments or diseases that, that they have that could be figured out if they can take care of what's happening right here. Yes. So why don't we let people know where they can find you if they're looking for more information or looking to work with you? Um, so on Instagram, you can find me at Karen Griffin Wellness. Um, and then also on KarenGriffinWellness.com is my website. Love it. Get the website, mm -hmm. you got the Instagram going. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Sweet. <laughs>